Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Shows or Entertainment, episode 171. So we're about to dive into one of my all-time favorite franchises, the Stargate franchise. And just as fair warning, I'm going to attempt voices again, and I will probably fail miserably. So I hope it brings you a smile watching me in a way that allows you to mock me. But let's go with it anyway. All right, so Stargate. Stargate started as a movie back in the mid-early 1990s. And I say started, I didn't actually do some research on this to find out if there was something before it. For all I know, there was a book, graphic novel, uh, manga, for all I know. I don't know for sure. But I do know that there was a movie in the 90s that uh, had some big names in it. And to give you kind of a basic idea of the way the show is built... It's the idea that some alien race developed technology that not only, A, allowed them to travel through the stars at, uh, you know, the speed of whatever they were using. Um, They used the term FTL, faster than light. Um, There's other terms that they used as well. Uh, Think Star Trek, think Star Wars, um, whatever it is, there's some minor percentage of science in there and the rest is just whatever we can do to get them from point A to point B as fast as they can. Anyway, when they would get to planets that they wanted to visit again, they would drop off these giant rings, and they referred to them as stargates, or at least the humans did when they found them on Earth. Uh, And then they had little devices to dial them. So the Stargate movie was basically, hey, we discovered one of these rings, but we don't understand all the hieroglyphics on it. How do we use it? And so they used it, and yes, I'm going to ruin it for you, but hey, the movie is that old. For heaven's sakes, if you're going to see it, you'd have seen it. Um, They end up on some planet in a distant part of the galaxy. And so when they get there, uh, there's all about, hey, there's a language barrier. And, oh, no, uh, evil alien god-type creatures um, have have now returned, but they've been gone for an incredibly long period of time. Uh, What do we do? Should we destroy the planet? Uh, Should we go back to Earth and pretend like we destroyed the planet? Uh, Should we all go back? Should some of us stay? Anyways, that's the basic premise in a nutshell of the Stargate movie. Um, Entertaining, absolutely. Amazing, I guess it depends on who you ask, but I'm a sci-fi buff and I'm easily entertained, so I I liked it. Um, A handful of years later, they started a TV show as a spinoff from the movie. Uh, Obviously, the cast changed. In fact, I believe there might be one or two actors that carried over from the movie, um, minor roles, but for the most part, they replaced the main actors. Now, one of the main actors that was from the movie, who was kind of the main military guy, was replaced in the TV show by MacGyver, Richard Dean Anderson. Fantastic um, in the role. He was absolutely perfect for it. Uh, Just the right dry sense of humor, just the right tragic backstory for his character, um, a good leader, one who takes things just seriously enough, etc. Now, let me pause for a minute and and step away from Stargate SG-1 for the moment. It wasn't the only TV show from the franchise. Stargate SG-1 actually spawned multiple other spin-off shows, at least three that I'm aware of, uh, which I'll get to in a second. But before I go any further, please understand that when Stargate SG-1 originally aired, 
I guess there were three producers that were in charge of the show. And when they aired the pilot episode, so the, you know, the two hour whatever episode, uh, they got, for whatever reason, it deci- they decided to air it on a TV show or a channel called, I think it was Stars. Regardless of what it was, it was a channel that allowed anything. No limitations whatsoever, or at least, you know, within reason of, you know, human public, I guess. Not a channel that I would watch. And as a kid growing up, we didn't have cable, so it's not a channel we even had, even if we wanted to have it, not that we would. So I'm putting that all out there so that you understand that there is a scene in the pilot episode, because it was airing on a channel that had no holds barred, that is fully and utterly inappropriate for humans to see on TV. Um, And obviously everyone's got their own uh, morals and standards when it comes to entertainment. Needless to say, this one crossed the standards for me and my family. Um, There were apparently two out of the three producers were the ones that wanted this particular scene uh, in the TV show, in this pilot. And so they went ahead and filmed it, aired it, And after the pilot episode aired, then I think the rest of the show, for most of its run, was on Fox. Now, it might have been one of the other stations. I'm not 100% positive. But there was no other scene like that in the duration of the show. So if you were to start on episode two and go from there, you'd be fine. Now, near the end of the life of the show, two of those three producers left. The two that actually wanted that scene in there. And the one that remained decided to go back and recut the pilot episode. So he took all the footage that they had and um, basically recut it, um, smoothed out some of the graphics because it was 90s technology. And this is now being done in the early 2000s where graphics have made a lot of progress, smoothed out some of the graphics. And one of the main characters, the muscle character, Tilk, Um, As an actor, apparently he'd never shaved his head. And this is filmed up in Canada. Ironic, since my previous episode was about Canada. And it's up in the Rockies, where it's pretty darn cold, and he never had shaved his head before. So if you look really closely in that pilot episode, you can see his lips quivering. And if you really pay attention, you can kind of hear it in his voice. And so this guy actually had Tilk voice over himself in every one of the scenes that he was in, not that he had a horrific amount of dialogue, but to just kind of take that quiver out. Now, obviously, one of the key things they did was modify the show so that scene was edited in just such a way that the inappropriateness was removed. So if you want to watch Stargate SG-1 and you want to watch it with the, let's call it the clean version, the pilot episode was re-released as what is called The Children of the Gods. Um, it's actually a really well-done pilot or redone pilot. As the show as a whole was really good and enjoyable. Um, it's something my wife and I really thoroughly enjoyed. Now, funny enough, we didn't actually start with Stargate SG-1. When Stargate SG-1 was about eight seasons in, they started a spin-off show called Stargate Atlantis. Uh, a little bit more techie, more on the graphics side of things, or heavier on the graphics, I should say. Um, a little more, uh, almost more heavily on the sci-fi side of stuff. Um, it had a little bit more Star Trek Voyager to it. If you know as much about Star Trek Voyager, you know they something happens and they get launched to the other side of the galaxy and they got to find their way back. Stargate Atlantis has a similar essence to it. You know, they they go through one of the gates and they end up at some other part of the galaxy and oh no, we don't have enough power to go back. 
Yes, I've just ruined it for you. Stargate Atlantis ran five seasons. Uh, a really excellent show. Fantastic cast. Um, really liked it. Like I said, Stargate SG-1 had a fantastic cast. Um, ironically, I mentioned Star Trek Voyager. Star Trek Voyager, the doctor in it, uh, makes guest appearances in Stargate SG-1 and actually becomes the main character for the last season of uh, Stargate Atlantis. So... Um, one of the comments that he made is that uh, he ran the full seven seasons of Star Trek Voyager, and he said it was a really good experience, and it sounded like he really liked it. But he actually liked being on Stargate a little bit more because they said that it was more lighthearted, and they did things that kind of broke that fourth wall a little bit. Um, like one person is in the room, and they try to walk through a door, and it doesn't open automatically, and they get frustrated. Not something that the show itself would matter about, but the fourth wall would. So fun stuff like that. Um, back to Stargate SG-1. Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis overlapped each other for a handful of years. Um, if you're a fan of the, uh, I believe it's Australian sci-fi show Farscape, uh, two of the main actor and uh, actors, so an actor and an actress from Farscape actually became main characters on the last two seasons of Stargate SG-1 as well. Um, one of them was a reoccurring character from season eight. And then after Stargate SG-1 ended its run, they did two sequel movies. Um, off the top of my head, one is Ark of Truth, which really wraps up the story from the TV show because they ended the show, but a little bit on a cliffhanger. So they did the movie to wrap it up. And then I believe the other one's called Continuum, which took one of the villains that they didn't truly wrap up from a story standpoint and kind of wrapped up his story uh, and kind of ended that arc. So that was really good. Uh, after Stargate uh, Atlantis ended, Stargate SG-1 ended, they did another spinoff called Stargate Universe. It only ran two seasons. Uh, I watched the pilot episode. And I have to tell you, I regret watching the pilot episode. They took a completely different take on writing style, story, everything. Pure opinion. Um, the cast was a good cast, and they brought back Richard Dean Anderson uh, for at least some guest appearances, which I guess they did on Stargate Atlantis as well. But um, I really, really didn't like it. And apparently, that was not the only. I was not the only one with that consensus because, like I said, the show did not last very long. And as I mentioned, there was multiple spinoffs from the show. There was an animated Stargate show that also had spun off from Stargate SG-1. I have not seen a single episode. I believe it only lasted a season or two. I don't know if it was any good or not. Um, they've done at least one other thing for Stargate, and they did a show called Stargate Origins. Uh, I don't know if it was more of a made-for-TV movie or a short miniseries. From what I understand, it was based off of a character that they introduced in the movie from the 90s, kind of a what-might-have-happened-before-the-events-of-the-movie kind of story. Um, once again, I haven't seen it. I know nothing about it. I don't know if it's any good or not. It was short-lived regardless. There's a lot of rumors in the mill that says that they may bring back Stargate um, in one form or another, maybe even just a soft reboot, uh, maybe even a hard reboot. I don't know. Um, I kind of hope that they find a way of taking some of the, the loose threads from uh, Stargate Atlantis, because from a story standpoint, they did a lot. They had a lot more that they could have and should have done. Um, and or uh, there was a couple of, let's say, 
interpersonal interests from Stargate SG-1 that weren't quite tied up either. It'd be kind of cool if they did some kind of capstone movie or miniseries or something to do that. Who knows? Right now, the you know Hollywood's in the middle of a uh, writer's strike, and it sounds like there might be some additional strike added onto it, so nothing is happening right now regardless. So I promised voices. Um, I didn't do it. I got too tied up in talking about one of my favorite shows. So I hope you get a chance. If you're looking for something that's long-running, that's pretty good and very entertaining, um, I encourage the, the Stargate franchise. You don't have to watch the movie to get the rest of the show. I would say it's probably worth it, though. And then don't watch the original pilot. Watch The Children of the Gods. And then burn through the 10 seasons of Stargate SG-1. And if you want to have a lot of fun... Um, do what I've been trying to do with Star Trek because when we get to that, there's overlap there too. But uh, when you get around season eight of Stargate SG-1, Stargate SG-1 and Atlantis overlap for a handful of seasons, which is kind of fun. There's only a few episodes that really show that overlap, but it is entertaining. Um, So smile, be happy, enjoy yourself. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day.